0: We're, we're weekend packers and we'd love to go to golf. And I, I think oh, that, I showed that. you guys that on the weekend. Yes, 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 <laughs> you did. We'll, we'll get to that shortly. Like, uh, <laughs> Alrighty, guys. Welcome to a special Monday night live with Golf Days Australia. Uh, thanks, everyone, for joining tonight. Uh, we've got a really good guest uh, coming up. So, steve first off, mate, happy birthday.
1: Cheers, mate. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. It's been a good, good day so far. had the day off work, so just cruised around with the miso for a bit. She had a day off too, so got the kids off yeah. to school and then, you know, did uh, did a bit of lunch. And, mate, it was a cracker day. It's good. That's awesome, mate. Father's Day into uh, your birthday. You must have uh, rounded out a few presents. <laughs> yeah, got a, got a few, mate. I, I uh, do pretty well to separate Father's Day and, and birthday. Sometimes it lands on Father's Day, but, uh, but yeah, they 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 look after me pretty well.
0: That's awesome. All right. Let's 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 get into tonight's one. Um, firstly, a reminder for those that are watching live on Facebook tonight, we use StreamYard as our uh, studio here. So our online studio, which means you can ask questions along the way as well. Um, if you go into the, uh, the description, there's a little link there. You've just got to click on that link and give us permission to put your name and your photo and we can bring it up there so that you can ask our guest each week. You only have to do it once and it stays in the system as well. So just go into there. If you want to ask any questions, go for it and we will try and make this as interactive as possible as always um a couple of shout outs firstly mate the cobra puma giving away the uh speed zone extreme driver is going off at the moment
1: yeah, mate, that's had a lot of views on uh, on Facebook, and I can see a heap of people are actually following the following the instructions this time, liking, sharing, yeah. tagging a mate, and also jumping on Instagram and taking a screenshot of them following Cobra Puma Golf as well on Instagram. So, yeah, shout out to those guys for for jumping in and and getting on board the competition. Looking forward to giving that away in a, in about a week or so time, isn't it? Yeah, massive prize. So, again, like, share and tag. Go find the post. It's there
0: pinned in, in in our announcements on our Facebook page on the Golf Days Australia Advice and Discussion. Just go like, share and tag. And if you want a bonus entry, jump over to Cobra Puma on Instagram, their Cobra Puma AU page, and um, like their page and screenshot it, throw it up. Easy as that. So we're going to draw that after the US Open. Um, so exciting things there. Um, what are you
1: drinking tonight, mate? I've got a Sly Fox tonight, Ferrells Brewing Co., Nice. Uh, yeah, not too bad. I've had a couple of these already. These are nice little session ale. It's good. Yeah. Enjoy. Nice. So I've got the responsibly, uh, New England. obviously.
0: That's right. <laughs> the New England IPA, obviously, thanks to sessionset.com. So um, they're obviously looking after us with some craft beers. They do the subscription package. So jump over there for their deals. They just gave away their big Father's Day uh, packages yesterday um so they'll have more and we'll have a code for you guys coming up soon as well which is exciting and uh another shout obviously to the uh, netreturn.com.au there was a bit of chatter about the netreturn.com.au this week we had the father's day deal Uh, we gave away uh, a voucher for their online store and i threw up my review up there as well so it was just a you know raw review first time i've ever used it i'd um denied about buying it uh you know the last 12 months uh, because it is a premium price but We've uploaded the video to the YouTube page, and people can make their own mind up. But hopefully, that um, that you know, gives people a bit of an idea about what they're looking at at that product. But it's a it's a premium product, and I had four mates over on Saturday night, and we gave it a rip. And uh, there were some terrible swings there, and it held up pretty well, mate. So, side barriers uh, came into play there. Uh, the, the side <laughs> barriers weren't up, and they were quickly up because uh, I had one ball that uh, we still don't know where it landed. We heard it bounce five times in the shed, and nobody knows in where ball. it is. So. <laughs> yeah so the side barriers went up so HT uh thanks for that and obviously a big shout out to dint putters um uh, you know they're uh 10% off that they had for their father's day and um their flags that they do as well and and hopefully their new putter coming out soon mate
1: Yeah they got some new products coming out as well I know the the putter that um, that he designed is, should be it shouldn't be far away as well but uh yeah look out for uh, for dint putters as well um uh, throwing some new products out there
0: Good stuff. Well, let's rip into tonight's one, uh, tonight's interview. He's uh, he's up early this morning, so we don't want to keep him waiting too much. Um, tonight's guest, he, he's got a stellar resume. I he The travel that he does is incredible. Um, he's played all around the world on every tour that there is. Um, he's had over a dozen wins. I think it's 14, 15 professional wins, Europe, Asia, Canada, Australia. Uh, he won the Maybank Championship in a playoff last year in Malaysia. Uh, he's currently over in the States, prepping for the U.S. Open, massive winged foot uh, coming up soon. So, Scotty um uh, welcome to the show, mate.
2: Hey, how are you boys? Uh, happy birthday, Steve. I didn't know it was your birthday.
0: So. <laughs> no, cheers, mate. Appreciate that. It's the best present you could have, Andy. <laughs> Is, uh, are you, are
2: you How old are you, mate? So everyone Oh, old.
1: mate, no, 36, 36. I'd say uh, birthdays are pretty good luck, mate. The more you have, the longer you live, so...
2: <laughs> you just got to make sure you keep putting that stuff in there, so you don't get too too old on the inside. Just make sure you keep up your, your alcohol consumption.
1: Yep, uh, I'm looking looking forward to uh, to getting up there and maybe maybe getting on the Champions Tour in a few years' time. <laughs> hey, he's not too far away from there. <laughs>
0: hey,
2: hey, 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 he's up three years. It's a
0: long way away. <laughs> uh, what time is it over there, mate? Six thirty a.m.
2: Six thirty in the morning. Sun's the Sun isn't up yet. So uh, yeah, it's. Um, it's um it's quite early. But like I said before, you know, for us guys, getting up early is always a good thing for a golf pro unless you're in the late tee times on a Sunday.
0: Yeah, that's not a bad time. If, you, if you've if got to sleep in on a Sunday and you're still playing golf, that's always a good thing. Um, you live in Florida? Are you based in Florida?
2: Yeah, yeah. We've been here since 2004. Uh, so same place, haven't moved. It's quite nice. It's, it's, it's very similar to a Queensland sort of climate. And it's a city's a lot like Brisbane.
0: Okay. Yeah, because you came out of Nudgee, or you, you're yeah. a member of yeah. Nudgee?
2: Yeah, I still am, and uh, I'm a Queensland boy through and through. I've lived everywhere. I've lived in Wagga, I've lived in in uh, Melbourne, lived in Northern Territory, so I've been all over the place My the i in the Air Force, uh, you know, so I'm used to moving
0: around. Yeah, well, yeah, you must be. You, you've got to be the most travelled golfer out of Australia, haven't you?
2: Well, yeah, there's a few guys now that are starting to get out and get around a bit, so it's, it's good to see guys. Are, well, we have to because the Australian – Tournament schedule is, is quite slim, so God's got to get out and travel more now.
0: Yeah, and um, how many passports, stamps you sure reckon you've got?
2: Uh, well, I've got two passports, two Australian passports, and I keep ripping through them. I've got a concurrent one which lasts four years and easily smashed through that in, well, the visa situation now is good because a lot of electronic visas, but when we used to have to get the visa put in the passport, you'd, uh, you'd get through the first passport in about uh, well, 18 months, so you keep turning them over.
0: <laughs> That's insane. That, yeah, I, I don't know how you do it. So how do you deal with uh, jet lag? Uh, sleep when you're tired. Yeah. <laughs> it, it,
2: it's, the old the old golfer's life is like having a pensioner kip every afternoon. The, the early tea time when you practice around, you come back, you have a little sleep in front of the TV in the hotel room for <laughs> 45 minutes to an hour and then you're off you go again.
0: And you got and a few nice. platinum frequent flyer cards or what?
2: Yeah, I got a few. I'm a, I'm a member of... A couple of different airlines, but that doesn't seem to do you any good anymore because uh, <laughs> this is the way it is now.
0: Yeah, they make it harder and harder, <laughs> don't they? Yeah. Um, obviously, we're going to you know, talk and US Open prep and everything else, and, and we're yeah. going to get to that uh, later on. I don't want to jump in it too soon. Uh, first mm-hmm. up, we've got a little bit of an ice-breaking segment, mate. It's called the quick fire Par 5. So we've got five questions for you to reach the hole, all right? All right. Um, do you play in metres or yards? Metres. Seven-iron carry distance, no wind?
2: One
0: seventy-four. It's big. Uh, favorite movie? Top Gun. Yes, oh, I love When's it. Does a sequel come out? Sequel come out next year? I haven't seen or it, but telling me it? it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, first tee box. Uh, you're standing over the ball. What are you thinking?
2: Uh, depends on what country I'm in. If I'm in India, I'm thinking, don't shit myself. If in <laughs> other countries, I'm thinking about just trying and get a nice, smooth swing on it.
0: <laughs> what are you going to be thinking at uh, uh, Wingfoot on that first hole?
2: Uh, make sure you get it in the fairway because the, the green's three tier green, I think it's three tiers, and it's usually super quick. So, if you're not in the fairway, you're probably going three part.
0: Yeah, and um, how many hole in ones you had, mate? I think eight. Eight,
1: get out of town. Yeah, tournament, so. tournament hole I mean, in ones, although, or they just everywhere.
2: Four in a tournament, and never, or well, the most I won for it was 1500 bucks. So and never won a car. I'm not a keen a a senior
0: guy or something, never won a car. <laughs> Oh. And I've got a bonus question for you. How many double pars have you had? Oh, plenty. <laughs>
2: it's usually at least one a year.
0: At least one a year. I've got. A, I've actually got a letter from the double par. So we he's got a letter that he wanted me to, to read out to you. Yep. He said, uh, Dear Mr. Hend, or can I call you Hendy? Sorry I cannot be there. Unfortunately, I'm in the middle of trying to broker my first official sponsorship deal. I can't say too much, but I do hear you like fast cars and BMW make really fast cars. (laughs) Anyways, I digress. (laughs) I just wanted to say thank you for all the love you have shown on my Insta. I know Nate was trying to get you to stir me up, but it has been awesome the way you have embraced your membership to the Double Par Club. I mean, backing it up in such quick succession shows dedication to the cause. (laughs) (laughs) So he goes, so don't take any crap from these two choppers interviewing you tonight. One owns white pants for God's sake. Okay, I must dash. I think they need to know if I want the M5 or M7 included in the contract. Yours in golf, double par. Well, <laughs> I, had, I had
2: the message the other day. He said, if you get one more this year, I've got a signed ball. I said, well, box it up, mate, because it's definitely
0: coming. <laughs> 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 uh, double par if you if you don't know what we're talking about jump on instagram search double par and have a look at that page because um it's been pretty funny uh you know it's it's all in tongue in cheek obviously and a number of pros are in there making comments and liking when they're tagged in the post as well so it's good to see and uh our girl amy walsh um who it was a co-podcast host and now she's over playing in europe she had a podcast the other day and she she sent it directly to us just so that we knew so that we didn't we didn't
1: miss it so good on your aims <laughs> Uh, all right, so getting into it now. How, how did you get into golf? Where, where did it all start for you?
2: Uh, my, my, my old man played golf around Murray Golf Club in uh, Raymond Terrace, and he asked me if I'd just come out and caddy for him because I guess I was a bit of a bit of a pain in the ass, like most young kids are. And he just wanted to stop me getting in trouble, so he asked me to come out, drag the bag around, and I walked around Murray Golf Course like caddying for him, and I. You know there's kangaroos koalas cockatoos and all the animals sort of drew me into it it wasn't really the golf at, at first i was just being outside and seeing all the animals so oh, the wildlife there yeah. yeah that's how i got sort of hooked into it first was seeing all the animals jumping around and doing stuff which my dad and his uh three playing partners weren't too happy about every time i saw
1: something <laughs> mid-swing you're like oh look at that yeah <laughs> oh that's got how old were you then uh 12, 12 13
2: just walking around and i didn't really get into the game cells i was around 14 but you know it was just something that your dad would, your mum would say well there's your son take him and my dad would make me sit outside of the clubhouse while he played the poker machines had a few beers and he'd give me a pie and a coke
1: yeah and and so you picked up the clubs and and just just fell in love with it or how did that progression sort of happen in your junior side
2: or- I was more of a cricket fan, cricket and baseball fan. So yep. I played cricket and baseball, and then I guess the natural progression with obviously having, having the bat in your hand and the 45-degree angle instead of just being a bit more upright, it's just just one of those things that happens, you know, from swinging a baseball bat to <coughs> hitting a cricket ball. It's, yep. it's just hand-eye coordination. and hand-eye it's just coordination. It's a, a different angle yeah. of the
1: golf club. Yeah, timing, hand-eye coordination, and yeah, all, yeah. all goes from there and so going through a bit further now obviously turning pro in what 1997 tell us about how that transition happened for you was there a time where and this is probably a question we've asked most guys is it mm-hmm. did it just come naturally for you was that always just going to happen after that or was there a point where you just like i've got to go all in or i'm not gonna or i got to find something else to do well, I wasn't I a wasn't guy who went
2: straight to a Q school. I was a guy who went through the, uh, the Australian PGA tra- trainee system. So I did my three years of working. Um, my last year and a half, two years, I didn't work too much in the shop. I was more out playing. So I started doing the traineeship, wanted to get some sort of credentials behind me just in case you get injured or something doesn't work out with the golf. And I got an Australian tour card given to me through being the top five Australian trainees in australia in my third year and then i just went and played the australian tour and yeah you know, it's just been it's just a bit of drive and wanting to do it from then
1: yeah and you, you've had a couple of wins early on in the south australian pga and um and the turtle southern classic uh Ooh. then 2002 vic open um or the canadian version the canadian uh, version yeah and yeah. and the the queensland open um, out of those four wins what was the most monumental win for you well I won the
2: Toyota Southern
0: Classic twice yeah there you
1: are so um, you what was
2: it
0: tell me what the Toyota Southern Classic was Is
2: it Cronulla okay down in the Shark Park there and yep. it's just, a, just a, a, like a Von Neider tour event so it was um, we, used to, we used to drive down from Brisbane and, and just stay down there and, and play that tournament actually the first time I went to that tournament we drove down and I got my tea time mixed up. I thought I was off in the afternoon. I was actually off in, in the morning and I drove my mate for his tea time and the guy goes, where were you this morning? I went, I don't know, I'm teeing off this afternoon. He goes, no, mate, you're five hours late. Oh. So that was my first experience at that tournament. So I was <laughs> – oh. <laughs> it was a long drive from you, Queensland. Had you,
0: had you, did you do it again? Did you ever miss a tea time again since then?
2: I haven't. No, I haven't missed a tea time since then, no. No, but that, oh. was, that wasn't from being hungover or anything. That was actually no. honestly thinking Just, I had to – yeah. It's
0: just, just stupidity. It's always that it hurts even more. At least if you had an excuse, you could use the excuse, but... but what
2: hurts more is when you're actually dropping the guy off that you're rooming with and you're you're off pretty much the same time he is.
1: <laughs> and he didn't think to, uh, to to give you a little buzz because you know no. he's been seen your name in uh, <laughs> on the on the T sheets.
2: Well what what we did is we actually looked at the T sheet on the side of the, the tour hut. And they had the first day and second day tee times up, and for some reason I just looked at the wrong sheet, and oh. that's just the way it goes, you know. But like yeah. I said, it's a nice, nice drive down to Sydney, a nice drive back. It was great.
0: <laughs> so I think you said. I think I read somewhere that you said the Queensland Open was something special for you.
2: Yeah, Queensland Open is one of the most special tournaments for me, for sure, hundred percent. I mean, to to win your own state open where you're born and and so forth, and then seeing the names that are on the trophy, it's. Uh, Pretty awesome. It's one of the one yeah, of the things would, I hold dearest.
0: Yeah, and and what about the Vic Open over in Canada? Was it was it good to win overseas?
2: Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, I've been very close a few times on the Canadian tour, and uh, it's the same same week I got married. The wife and I got married on the Wednesday. She she actually caddy for me, and then we ended up winning the tournament. And I kept telling her we should have got married the British Open week when I was in the Open. It would have been better. <laughs>
0: Uh,
2: the honeymoon, huh? Yeah, well, we haven't had one of those, but golf is a honeymoon, isn't it? For me, anyway. Yeah. Right.
0: yeah. We were talking to Scrivs last week about um, having his missus on the, on the bag on uh, as mm-hmm. a caddy. How did you find that? How, how many times have you had her on the bag?
2: Oh, she caddied for me a lot in, in, on the Canadian tour, and then she's caddied a few PJ Tour events. She actually carried the, the proper staff bag around, and then uh, she caddied for me... In Crown, Montana, the second year when I when I lost the playoff second year in her own cranes, So she's been out there a fair bit and knows a bit about golf. So you
0: know it's yeah, nice. Sometimes cool. it's a nice break. God, making her carry that staff bag, huh? Oh, well she insisted. No, how many so, bottle,
1: bottles of water did you stack in it? <laughs> no Just well, to unfortunately add late. Unfortunately she uh, she forgot to take the umbrella
2: out, so that's not my problem. <laughs>
0: Um, so after those those wins, two thousand four, two thousand five, you go over and play the PGA Tour. It gained your card through the Q School. Is that right? Yeah, oh four, oh
2: five, I was on on PGA Tour, and
0: and uh, tell us about those years. Say, sorry. Tell us about those years. You know, you know, being on the PGA Tour.
2: Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was it was a little bit daunting, a little bit overwhelming. Yeah. It would have been. Um, I guess the guys coming through the college system sort of get used to all the all the. A hype and stuff that goes on on it, but when you've come from Australia playing Australian tour and then playing Canadian tour, you go to the PGA tour. It's a whole different sort of ball game, and sometimes you get a little. Well, I, I can say for a fair while I was overwhelmed by it because all there are all there was, was people running around wanting to do things for you and 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 please you and do stuff like that instead of what you're used to doing it all yourself. So yeah. trying to get used to that was a bit different, and, and I would love to have, have had another. One or two years of trying to be fully exempt and knowing what what it entails, I think the experience part does does make a big difference.
0: He had a bit of a reputation on there, you know, being the uh, the first foreign player to win the long drive statistic.
2: Yeah, yeah, that year uh, I think Tiger came second to me that year, but he won the money list and I finished one forty five. So I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll give him twenty yards. I'll give him 20 yards if he gives me 100 spots on the money list. It'll be great.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You take that. Um, did the Yanks Yanks didn't like you uh, hitting it that far or what? Was there a bit of, you know? No. No, there's none of that, mate. None of there's none of that. I mean... was it? 318.9-yard average. Yeah, not bad for another boy. Is that what you're averaging now?
2: No, I think I'm averaging about 300 and... I can still get it out there 320, 330, but yes, body, mate, the body... You know, they, they replace things when they get to the age that I am.
1: <laughs> I yeah. think any injuries to speak of at all, or no? This,
2: to be honest, with you, I had a little bit of tennis elbow before the lockdown, and then, oh, right, um, okay. and then the bit of a re- bit of rest and doing other things has sort of made it. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't say go away, but it's it's definitely decreased in the in the pain category and hardly ever feel it. So it's been, if one thing, the break's been good for most most guys' injuries. Nice.
0: Um, and then so you, you do the PGA Tour and you give that a couple of years and then since 2007 you've, you know, predominantly I guess played the Asian Tour. Yeah. You've dominated the Asian Tour as well pretty well, you know, 10, 10 wins, a heap of cash. Tell us about the Asian Tour and, and what you enjoy about that tour.
2: I mean, the golf courses up there are generally generally the same as what I, I grew up playing in Australia, like uh, Bermuda Grass, like a lot like Queensland sort of golf courses when I played Tropo and stuff. So the grass is not much different from here in Florida and what it is in in Brisbane. So to feel comfortable on the golf courses is is not a big deal. So I I really enjoy it that way. And I've got a lot of mates that, that live in Asia that are from the UK, US or Australia. And also a lot of really good mates that are are Korean guys. I'm pretty tight with all the Korean guys. So I feel very comfortable. I just love playing up there.
0: Is it your favorite? If, if you had to choose a favorite tour, I mean, you've done very well on it, but is that the tour that you'd want to play?
2: Uh, yes and no. I mean, obviously, financially, you want to play somewhere where you can make good cash, obviously. Um, yeah. But lifestyle wise, yeah, lifestyle if, wise, if, Asia's if the cash great.
0: Cash wasn't a question, I guess.
2: Oh, yeah, Asia for sure, because it's just, I mean, you, America's great, but it can become a real pain. Um, Europe's great, but it's also very fickle as well. I mean, it, it's it's not the same sort of meshing of people and hanging out and having a chat in, on those yeah. different tours.
0: Do you have a Do you have a favourite style of course? I mean, you play so many different courses throughout your career. Uh, you're very well travelled. Is there a, a, you know a course that you get excited about playing? A style of course. Uh,
2: I do like links golf courses, but usually for me, any golf course of the first tee and eighteenth an tee is good enough
1: yeah <laughs> I like and, a nine, a and, a and a nine and a nine inch P for that matter
2: well yeah well i'm not really i'm not really um i'm more of a stay-at-home barbecue sort of guy i go to a restaurant Not, i don't like getting on the sauce at the golf course because there's in australia especially there's too many poking machines so
0: it's that <laughs> safer back home with a few yeah. bottles of red mate yep. yeah don't mind that don't mind. Um, Biggest win on the Asian tour? I said before that you've had 10. A few of those have been co-sanctioned with the, the Euro as well. So the three European wins have all been on Asian tour, um, yeah. on Asian soil. Um, what, do you, what, what do you classify as your biggest win on tour? Uh, Hong the Kong Asian Open. Tour. Hong yeah. Kong Open was pretty
2: massive. Um, once again, that, that tournament's got a heap of history behind it. And that was a the tournament that got me fully exempt into Europe and, and to play every single event and... Hong Kong if you've ever been to Hong Kong it's it's just an amazing city and the, and the the actual golf course there is a golf course which everybody said that I really shouldn't win on so it's really really nice to win on a course where everybody sort of says you got no
0: chance you won that in playoff I did yeah yeah
2: was Angela Kate
0: Angela okay yeah so so that was what 2014 um you were the first Australian to win the Asian Tour Order of Merit in 2016.
2: Yep, yeah, yeah, that was um, another great year. I mean, obviously, I, there's not much I can say that's, that's that's bad about what's gone, what's happened for me in Asia because yeah, I've been very fortunate and and, and I've uh, managed to live up to some of the potential that I actually have, which has been a, which is not quite what I did when I came to the US.
0: Do you do you get recognised a bit over there?
2: Not really. No. Just another I'm just another white guy, mate, just walking it's around. Another foreigner walking yeah. around. That's the way it is. I mean look at look at Brendan Jones. He's he's up there killing it in Japan for years and years and years and he just loves it because he can go up there and play his golf and then and then just do his have his life, you know. It's we're not, we're not like a we're not like a, a US tour pro. It's yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, just totally different you know and in the end, we're just golfers, we just walk yeah. around we just we do everything else mate. we we sleep, we eat, we go to the toilet,
1: whatever you know fanfare's not over the top like it is in the u s obviously
2: no, I mean uh, I would love to be Tiger woods, but then I wouldn't want to be
1: yeah yeah, yeah but i suppose we 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 hear a fair bit about you know he's he's gets like a two shot advantage when he's got the crowd with him, and it just like mobbing mobbing that fairway, and as he won his his comeback win last year, that 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 would just be absolutely surreal. But obviously, it's a little bit different over in um in the Asian tour that that doesn't really happen, and you can go go down the supermarket and get your get your groceries <laughs> yeah. and come back home with it without an issue. Yeah, Have I you think ever been t- paired up with him.
2: No, I never I never played with Tiger, which is unfortunate because I never played well enough to be paired with him. <laughs> 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 Every tournament I played that he was in, if you weren't in the last. Well, when he was at his prime, if he weren't in the last three groups right. on the weekend, you wouldn't be paired with him because he was always – he only used to play, what, 15 times a year? Mm. So <laughs> he was always in the last couple of groups all the time.
0: Yeah, I think I saw it was a Joel Damon or whatever got the shits the other week because Cam Smith made a birdie. I think on the last to mean that those two were paired instead of him being paired with Tiger again. So, he, you know, he tweeted that out and had a go at Cam and tagged him in there, which is brilliant. Talking about Twitter, mate, you you don't mind a bit of social media. You love a bit of Twitter. It keeps you entertained.
2: Oh, yeah, man. I love voicing my opinion and, and, and pretty much getting people upset. It's what you should be doing on Twitter, isn't it? It's pretty
1: easy to do, isn't it? It's a, it can oh. be a pretty pretty heavy place. Tell you what, mate.
2: Everyone, everyone's an expert on everything. It's fantastic.
1: I think uh, Double Par's getting a bit of bit of that, a bit of curry out, out of that when uh, Bryson DeChambeau blocked him on uh, Instagram. That was pretty yeah, funny. that happened pretty quick. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, I, I just got I got blocked I got blocked yesterday by a guy just because I said that um, the the twenty eight hundred dollar mandatory charge for people coming back to Australia was a bit of a joke.
1: People yeah, are people people are revving
2: it up on me. So I'm like, well, I'm I'm an Aussie citizen. I may live here in America, but. I'm entitled to to voice an opinion as well.
0: Hey, you Absolutely. say that c mate. c word at the moment, and you get everyone fired up either way. So, <laughs> <It's>
2: cash, cash, <laughs> cash, COVID. Oh, I thought, I thought it was like about
1: cash. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you Unfortunately, lost the the European Masters in in back to back years, yeah, you know, 2016 yes. and 2017 to to Alex Noron and, and Matt Fitzpatrick. Um, you've had a what a fifty-fifty playoff record with two wins, two losses. Um for the amateur golfer, we, we have no idea how intense a playoff must be. Mm. Take take us through what, what goes on, you know, during a playoff or leading up to a playoff and, and how you handle that um that time maybe just before teeing off. Mate, it's like
2: playing your great your your grade match play championship at your home course and you're on the first tee and pretty much if you lose the first hole you lost the match yeah mm. it's, as simple, it's as simple as simple as that that's, that's how you can put it and and to be in a playoff you know you played well and you 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 sometimes look back at the, the 72 holes you played before and you think well if i just could say one, yeah, just save one just one shot yeah just one, one shot you're and playing then,
1: over your head constantly
2: <laughs> well and and then when i lost to to those guys in crown um alex holder long part as he always does because that's just what alex does but yeah. then i had i had matt, Fitz, matt matt fitzpatrick right there on the skewer and i had a four of to win and for some reason i just misread it I actually hit the part exactly where i wanted to hit it and it went right to left instead of left to right because it was on like a little bit of a, a crown
1: ridge sure. and
2: and that one sort of got to me more than any other loss because i had it right there and i i was the one who made the mistake and that's that was that was a tough one to get over
0: yeah, yeah, I guess it's different if you get beaten in a playoff mm. by by someone that's played better than you. But I guess when you look back at that, that must hurt just as yeah. much. Um, you, well, you yeah. said that there's only one of those playoffs went past the first hole, and that was it against Fitzpatrick. The others all ended on the first hole. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, when I got to the one last year at the Maybank, I went, "Well, I've just lost two in a row, so third time lucky" is how I looked at it.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be around. positive. Something you to
2: be positive somehow, and I mean, I know. When you get there on the tee, it's it's what happens there, and, and whatever happened before it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, and yeah, you've obviously been well accomplished here. You, you must have a few stories on uh, on life on tour. What's the best thing you've actually seen on a golf course? Here we go. Uh, oh, Aside I've from your a eight aces, <laughs> <laughs> like
2: I've seen, I've seen plenty of things on a golf course, and I've heard plenty of stories, and and some of them some on and off stories can't be told um <laughs> other other stories a bit like you know guys in india having a having to tear towels in half and run off into the trees and yeah and, and and the rule in india is if you ever go in the trees never pick up a glove or a towel
1: oh, oh. Well,
0: well that brings me we've got a we've got a fan question here uh andrew Gans, what's the go-to curry in india
2: oh <laughs> jesus i've usually try and do the vegetarian curries
0: just, yep. just, yeah. just vegetarian curries?
2: Well, obviously, if you get the meat curries, you don't know if it's been cooked or how long the meat's been there for or whatever. So, we, we have a lot of vegetarian curries, have a lot of dal and yep. and, and naan bread. It's all good.
1: Yeah. Um, have you ever Sorry, have you go, chucked a
2: club? Have I ever chucked a club?
0: On pro, on tour. Like, have we done a Terry Pilkadaris and launched one into the trees and had a cord on camera and then went viral?
2: Oh, I've never had a cord on camera. Okay. I'm, I'm, so I'm a little. I've got a little bit more now than that.
0: I'm a little bit. you know. I'm, I like um, your reaction then to like. Have I ever chucked a club?
2: Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I, I, I was trying to think. Is it, are you trying to talk about one or a hundred? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I played practice rounds with um, with with Muzzer and uh, Jake McLeod and a few of the boys in Europe just the other week. And in the practice round yeah. I, was sling, I was slinging a few around the practice rounds because uh, if you get caught snapping a club having an indiscretion in in Europe is like 500 pound fine so I'd like oh, to spend yeah. my 500 pound on wine and not paying for throwing a club <laughs> and,
1: and so if you're, you're going to break th-
2: one if you're going to break one you you just do it really quick and where people can't see it
1: yeah how's you, how's that the moment you mentioned th- go no, i was going to say you you've obviously thrown enough i'm i'm assuming you've learnt to throw them forward so you don't have to walk back to get it <laughs> well like I, like i said
2: to, to for Marcus Fraser, I said, you know, we've got to teach these young guys how to throw a club. You've got to give it the sidearm. You can't give it the over the top because the over the, over the top, you've got a chance of the rotator cuff being injured. So you've got to yeah. give it the, the side sling, which is more involves more forearm and wrist. You don't bring the shoulder into it. And there's yeah. less chance with the side sling of it actually coming out a late release and going left. Yeah,
1: You've
2: got to, it's, it's you've got to work all those things out. You know, it's an integral part, it's oh, integral part of the game. Oh, my
1: integral part of the game. And and I do
2: find I do find a, a pitching wedge goes further than a driver when you sling it as well.
1: Yeah.
0: Like and it. And is is the sling gonna be more protective for the club? There's less chance of a breaking. Well, I haven't I haven't well <laughs> I haven't really broken one sling
2: it, it. No, I haven't I've been quite lucky because you get it yeah. a little bit it comes in a little bit flatter. It's like, throwing, <laughs> it's like a
0: javelin throw. But I have thrown a. So you haven't done a injuries. Jimmy Papadatos and bent your bent your club and then actually used it and then had to call yourself on it. <laughs> no, no. Once yeah. I
2: throw one, if I throw one and it looks like a suspect, it never gets a start again. It's out of it's out yeah. of the bag. And then when I,
0: I mean, there's been a
2: few times I've walked into the locker room and put three or four clubs over my knee in the locker room attendant's like looking at me like I'm got some sort of issue. But then I look at him and said, "Well, they won't work, and they got to be reshafted,
0: mate." That's right. <laughs> Fix them up. Um, you just mentioned before about Muzza and uh, Jakey and that plane over there. Do you enjoy that playing with the young kids over there and and kind of you know showing them the way? Oh, yeah,
2: it's great. They always call me grandpa. It's ridiculous. I got no respect for these young guys these days. <laughs> and they're they're just giving it to me every time. So it's it's really good because um, they're, they're obviously very talented, very good players. Um, I suppose in a way I'm probably old enough to be their father, but. Uh, Still carry on like a bit of a bit of a loose cannon when I'm with them, and it's great. So it keeps, I guess, it keeps me in a, a young sort of frame of mind as well. But yeah. I'm not into playing uh, Call of Duty like they are, so that's probably the big difference. <laughs> They'll spend six, seven hours a day playing that, whereas I'm quite happy to sit in the in the hotel and, and watch Formula One.
0: Yeah, I might have to uh, hit them up then and play a bit of Warzone, a bit of Call of Duty with them. Oh, mate, they're all on weird. all the time. Minwee Lee loves it. Jake loves yes, those, those I know boys he does.
2: all the time. Yep. In there, smashing it.
0: It's a different, different thing. Yeah. Well, Scribb was saying last week that you've, you know, there's a pretty nice little uh, tight knit group over there. You guys will hang out yep. and have lunch or have dinner or whatever together. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I mean,
2: obviously, with the the isolation of every event has been quite brutal. Um, the first week, you could only have breakfast, lunch, and dinner with with your caddy, and then they brought it to. We could have a group of four, but for for you couldn't all sit at the one table. You still had to sit at the table at two, so you had to inter- interchange. It was like a swingers dinner party. Yeah, right. <laughs> speed dating. Yeah, it was ridiculous. I mean, just that sat there. You couldn't have, you couldn't, you couldn't go and say, "Oh, Muzzle, you want to have dinner?" Because he's not in your, he's not in your so-called pot. So you couldn't have dinner with him. You couldn't have lunch or anything. And I sort of understand what they, how they're going with that because if yeah. one of those guys in the four comes down with COVID, then the other three people have to isolate for two weeks so that's the reason they did it so the whole tool wouldn't have to isolate
1: i suppose speaking of um of COVID, you know and 2020 you know being half a write-off so to speak but um what impact did did that have um with yourself and and and, around traveling as well we talked about it a little bit earlier around your your passport situation and um but yeah what impact did did covert have and, and on the traveling side of things as well
2: well,
1: I finished in Qatar,
2: went to Bangkok. I pulled out of Qatar, I was injured, went to see the doctors in Bangkok and then my family was coming over for, for a holiday. So they arrived on the 20th of March and they shut everything down. So then yeah. we were stuck there because they cancelled all the flights and then it got to a point in, in May where I just said to my wife, you know, it's not good for the kids being stuck in the, the apartment and whatever. Mm. Um, we just bought a flight, flew back here to Florida and, and I didn't, Play golf, swing a club, didn't do anything for six. I think it was 62 days. That's the most I've ever gone without even swinging a club. Yeah, um, right. The travel, travel wise, I mean, things are going to change, obviously, but there was no reason for us to anyone to travel anyway because everything was shut and wasn't working. Um, mm-hmm. uh, for, for me personally, being the long break from golf, I've really struggled to get going again. I mean, Physically, I feel like I'm okay, but mentally, trying to get into a zone where I can actually focus and concentrate and, and, and play, I'm finding it really hard to get going again. So, yeah. that's just something I've got to work at.
0: So, how and, many COVID and, tests have you had, mate?
2: Yeah. Um, I've done one self test, and then that was pretty awesome. It was <laughs> shove it off both, both nostrils for 10 seconds, turn it clockwise, turn it oh. clockwise. I think I've got another test coming. We've Got two test kits arriving on Tuesday. Myself and TC have to do a test in front of a guy on a camera on the computer, and then yep. we send that off. We have to do a test before we arrive in New York, and then we got to go straight there and get another test once we arrive in New York. So I think I've done six total, and I did a, uh, a blood test for antibodies, but I haven't had COVID, which is which is I wanted to check because I wasn't sure whether I had it or not.
1: Yeah, interesting. Have you had any close calls at all with what, mate? With COVID and, and fellow team, fellow no, players, and that. Not really, because yeah. like uh,
2: like some medical experts that have treated me said, like COVID's COVID's a virus, and it's it's a very opportunistic um, disease, shall we say? It just gets you when your body's run down, or if you have immune compromised conditions, or whatever. So, a lot of the people, I guess, I hang around with are a sort of robust. Sort of had decent immune systems and whatever, so I guess yeah. I've just been fortunate that I haven't had to deal with such mm. a thing.
0: Where's TC now?
2: Oh, uh, he's right here in my neighbourhood, He's staying at my mate's house, just just down the road. They yeah, okay. got two spare bedrooms. He's lucky because the air conditioner broke in the house here two days ago, so it's been great.
1: You, so, you guys uh, get do a bit of banter on the course. Uh, how do you how do you like having him on the on the bag and? Um what what is what are his habits in in getting you uh, your mind on or mind off the the game?
2: Um, we've known each other forever. I mean we when he was when he was playing professionally we roomed together in Asia so we know each other we're we're totally polar opposites. Um it's a good it's a good thing. Sometimes it's a it can be a bit of an annoyance as well because obviously with him being a past professional he's quite opinionated in what he wants and what he mm. thinks I should do. And then in the end, I just turn around and I just do what I think is the best because the boss makes a final decision, and I've got to live with the outcome. But we seem to work quite well together, and, and it's um, it's worked quite well for a long time.
1: And does he does he actively try and get your mind switched on, like in just in the banter that you guys have, or does he take no. you away from the game when it needs to no. happen? Or
2: no, no, no. So I think it's a difficult thing because sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't matter what somebody says to you. It's it's all up to you to to switch on at the time you need to switch on. And there are days where I've been out there at the moment where you know there'll be a squirrel in the tree chilling on a nut, and I can hear it. It's just you know instead of focusing, <laughs> yeah. just just tuning out to everything. Just some days it's just since we've come back, it's, I've been really really edgy. I just hear everything, I see everything, and and that just comes down to focus. And 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 in the end, you're the one who controls that.
0: So yeah. talking about the most you know coming back and playing golf now since covid break um, are you missing crowds? Oh I, I never
2: really had many crowds follow me anyway so it's, <laughs> it's it's more of a point you miss you miss being on the golf course when you're playing a tournament and uh especially on the weekend when you're somewhere around the mark and you can hear what's going on like if someone's playing someone's playing a really good round or yeah or you're playing a really good round. Yeah. It sort of attracts more the flow on the golf course. You can hear what's going on, and that's a bit of an excitement that way. I guess it's like when you go to the footy, and you can sort of feel the the momentum of another team and the home crowd. It's, it's a bit. It's a little bit like that, and it's yeah. just one of those things that you just love hearing. You're a bit of a Lions fan, aren't you? I am. I love the Brizzy Lions, mate. How good are they? Hey, this year, I, I, everyone keeps telling me they're going to be in the final this year. I was like, well, I'm not going to get my hopes up.
0: Up yeah, there as they, well. They, they will be up there. Well, and the grand final up there at the Gabba.
2: Yeah. Well, what well, I do love the MCG, but the Gabba's a pretty decent place, isn't it? <laughs> you
0: know? It is. But, uh, are
2: you are well, you boys well, AFL like them, fans? Actually.
0: AFL or rugby fans? Um, uh, I you... Yeah, we, I think we're probably more NRL fans, but I'm a, I'm a Swans boy as well. But um, I think we're probably the NRL. For me, 60, 40% is probably my swing. And what's your team in
1: the NRL? Don't talk about uh, it. The Tigers. <laughs> and oh, uh, who's your team, Steve Because I
0: was going to mention this tomorrow night, but who's your team, Steve?
1: Uh, That'll be Manly, mate. Oh, All my God. Yeah. I,
0: t-
2: I wouldn't have agreed to this if I had known that. <laughs> I'm a paramedic. But that's fan. all right
0: because we had our battle. We're battling for ninth place, and and Manly thought they were going to take ninth place off us. But you know, we we won at the death on the weekend, and just to remind them that
1: it's our oh, spot. Ninth is battly, our spot. Battling for peanuts, both of us. though, really. Oh, I'll tell you what, <laughs> oh,
2: Man Manly. When Jeff, Jeff Toovey played for Manly, oh, I just detested Jeff Toovey. I just thought he was a little <laughs> grub. Just a little grub when he played, and I just didn't like that team at all. But I've always been a Broncos Broncos fan. Brisbane Broncos.
1: Yeah. So what do you think? What do you
2: got trodden
0: on in the grand final then? <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. <laughs> You're bloody... um, are are you did. a Broncos fan then? Yeah, I love the Broncos.
2: I mean, I'll, oh. I'll be honest. I'll be I'm a Broncos fan, but I'm, I was also uh, – i Queensland Reds fan in the in the rugby union, but Brisbane Lions is pretty much where I'm at. That's
0: my one number one team in Australia. Yep. Um, it? Yeah, it is good. Sports, just sports great. And I think it's, uh, it's gone through a very interesting period at the moment with, you know, everything COVID related and no crowds. Mm. And the grand final up there is just going to be strange as well. But, yeah, I was just wondering about the crowds thing and, and if you're missing the crowds. And obviously we're going to talk about the US Open in a second, but obviously yep. that's going to be Bizarre with no crowds.
2: Oh, I'm going to miss the crowds there because, uh, especially if you if you're teeing off on Thursday afternoon, it's great because once you've had the crowds walking around for a couple of days, when you start hitting it really wide, you can still get a shot.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, the grass is all trodden down. yet. <laughs> that isn't going to happen
0: this year. So if you hit it wide, good luck, boys. Yeah, there are some uh, there's some brutal uh, wide rough shots at the moment where where you normally have it all trampled down, but uh, yeah. not not at the moment. Um, yeah. Looking into, we're going to talk majors. Um, you've played in a number of huge events. You, you've played like eleven WGC events. You've played three US Opens, four Open Championships, two PGAs. Do you get pumped, nervous, anxious leading into those events more than another event?
2: Yeah, uh, it's it's always exciting to to be going to an event to an event where you know that the best in the world are going to be there, and. It's going to be one of the strongest fields you get to play in all the time. Um, Personally, I try to figure out all the time how Tiger goes, oh, I'm taking a week or two off to try and prepare for a major. I'm thinking, what's he actually doing? I mean, has he got the exact same grass in the backyard that they have on those greens? Or what's he doing? Because I'm down here at TPC hitting balls every day, but it's a different grass to what I'm going to be playing on. I'm going to be playing on Poana greens at Wingfoot. Here we've got Bermuda grass. So I'm um, it always it's always made me wonder what these top guys are doing to try and prepare for these majors because obviously it's work for Tiger because he's got a couple in the bag
0: it'd be it'd be really cool to find out later on I guess what his preparation looked like going yeah. into it and yeah. we're going to talk about your preparation in a, in a second I just there was one one major there that we're missing off the off the list the masters yeah, how bad do you want the masters start
2: I'd love to, I mean, I think it was, was it two or three years ago, I finished 59th on the, on the world golf ranking and Hong Kong, I think Hong Kong was one of the last events of the year for me to try and get to 50 in the world. I finished 59 and it was like, Oh man, I missed the masters. And I I don't think I'm ever going to get there unless I've managed to win a tournament somehow and get the exemption into the tournament. But, uh, that would be, that'd be an awesome place to, to go and play. Um, if I was asked which one I want to win the most, I'd still have to say the Open Championship. Yeah. But the uh, play in the Masters would just be fantastic. It, it, it'd be an awesome,
0: awesome privilege. Um, have you played, Augusta? Never. I was invited to
2: play there with uh, some guys from California. They're, they'd take a group of 11, 12 guys over and they'd go and play, a few of them members back in 2004, they said, do you want to come and play? I went, I'm not going to play there. I'm only going to play there if I get in the tournament.
1: <laughs>
2: Bit of a mistake, I guess. Probably should have gone for the game.
0: <laughs> um, tell us about, I, I guess, you know, uh, when we talk about your history in the Open and, you know, US, Chan- US Open, Open Championship, PGAs. what stands out to you when you think back about, is there anything that stands out um, to you when you think about major history and, and how you've gone in the past? Uh, how poorly I've played stands out um you went all right 2016 uh, 2014 t- opened in you? t16 is that t10 at, no, no, no that was the wgc no, that was no, the wgc, WGC. yeah um, tie 42 tie 32 us open i think
2: my best finish is maybe a tie 32 at Wingfoot, two thousand and six. Um, okay. i think if i look back on my my major appearances i, I would say if i had to rank it out of one to ten in performance i'd probably give it about a three which is, which is a little disappointing because I think I'm, a, I owe to myself. I'm a bit, I'm a better golfer than, than the scores that I've shot in those tournaments and
1: I don't know what it is.
2: Maybe, maybe i get there and try too hard thinking I've got to do something different rather than just playing golf, how you play golf. Um, it's, it's, fr- it's a frustrating thing and not playing in say three or four of them a year is, is also a bit of a disadvantage because the guys that play three or four times a year, they, it's, you, you watch them. They, they're obviously very good golfers, but they seem to be more relaxed and know what's going on and what to expect.
1: Hmm.
0: So how do we feel going into to next week's US Open? then you've had a bit of an up and down prep going into it. How do we feel? Oh, I feel
2: I feel pretty pretty honored and pretty lucky to be in the field. I mean, I wouldn't have been in the field unless I had a qualified this year through the, the qualifier in Europe or here in the US. Uh, COVID has actually presented an opportunity for me to actually get a game in there from oh. being off a money list on another, another tour. So I'm very lucky to get a start. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Whether we have crowds or not, I'm really looking forward to it because it's it's a great golf course, and I know it's just going to be brutal, and and we are going to get upset with ourselves because we're going to make silly bogeys, but that's that's what's awesome about it.
0: Well, tell us about tell us about the course. What what uh what should we be looking for as viewers? I guess like what what are things? I mean, the U.S. Open's known for them, you know, pushing the limit on the golf course. Yeah. Uh, what are you expecting? You know, going into Wingfoot.
2: Well, after watching the PGA Tour the last couple of weeks in the playoffs and seeing how quick some of the greens were, um, yeah. and and I've seen some clips from Wingfoot where guys have gone out and had a practice round. I'm expecting. Really firm greens and super quick greens unless unless they get a lot of rain in the next week or so. So I'm looking I'm looking to see greens that are super quick, super firm, and and rough that's just mega juicy. Just I reckon you might be just chopping it out a little bit like they did at, at Oakmont when they played Oakmont yep. a couple of years ago. I don't think it's gonna be knee high, but I think the ball's gonna be disappearing into the rough. And if you hit it in the rough and you got 180 to the, between 150 to 180 to the green you may not be able to get it near the green
0: mm. what's the weather looking like leading into it i'll be honest with you i haven't even looked no i mean uh, it's just
2: if i give you a forecast it's just a forecast it doesn't mean it's going to be that so i'm the sort of guy who wakes up in the morning looks outside and goes oh yeah it might rain today better put the wets on
0: yeah, I've got really, a question um, here from um, Michael yeah. John. Um, he, he didn't give the permission, but we can still bring his, his, um, his question up. Yep. says, what is your prep uh, the fortnight before the US Open? Is it hitting balls or playing on the course to get a feel? And and that's what – tell. take me through the preparation. What's it look like going into a US Open next week?
2: Well, right this very minute, if I was to tell you my preparation on the range you've got to I had 14 drivers around my golf bag the other day and I was hitting <laughs> – I was going through – test nope that one's bad this one's okay and i was narrowing it down i narrowed it down to one driver i've just pulled two more out of the cupboard to take down today uh, i've been driving it less than poor i've
1: got mm-hmm. yeah, three
2: right. putters three putters in my bag that i've been trying to <laughs> trying to get going i mean this whole the whole break of covid i mean i was driving it extremely bad before covid came and luckily for me i didn't get that break otherwise i'd probably only have a three wood in the bag right now <laughs>
1: He'd be snuffing so, them. <laughs> oh,
2: no, it's it's horrendous. I mean, I know people see you drive a golf ball and go, oh, that's great. But when you're standing up on a golf course where the fairway is 16 yards wide and you've got rough on the left and rough on the right or water or whatever, mm. you want to know whether you're going to be able to start it down the left and it's either going to go straight or fade or start it down the right and it's either going to go straight or draw. You don't want to be aiming down the middle and go, is it going to go this way? No. Yeah. So I'm just back to trying to find a driver where I know the consistent shape. I mean, obviously we're human. We're not going to have a great swing all the time, but when you put a consistent swing on it, you want to see the ball falling the same way.
0: So you said there's 14 drivers you've got around you. Are, are they all the same model and then different specs within that model, or have you got multiple different models? How, how does that work?
2: Same shaft, but I went TaylorMade, Titleist, Ping, Callaway. Just trying not- to I'm not, yeah, I'm not contracted. I'm, okay. I'm not contracted. So so I, I ask I ask for a driver or they give me yeah. a driver, and if I don't like it, I give it back to them. So okay. I'm not running down the cash converters and making 50 bucks on a driver. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not that desperate as yet, but yeah, it could come that way soon.
1: <laughs> and, the, and the putters? What's, what's uh, the deal with the putters? Odyssey, Scotty Cameron. Just trying to get yeah. a feel, and, and,
2: and once again, when you stand over the ball... Um, especially, uh, uh, to me, what's more important is from five feet. So if I'm yeah. if I'm 60 feet away from the hole, if I feel like I'm confident over five footers, then it makes a 60-footer a lot easier. Yeah. So it's just a matter of getting the putter that feels consistent in the weight and then the feel off the face, like it's not jumping too hard off the face and it's not, it's not underspinning when it comes off. It sort of gets a little bit of a top spin when it comes off the putter.
1: Yeah. And do, do you tinker with too many of the other clubs uh, in, the, in the bag? You know, the mid-irons, long-irons? No, no. I've, I've
2: I've used the same title as 714 MB Blades for, for ages. Uh, Wade mm-hmm. Wolsby actually sourced a set in, in Adelaide for me and I bought a second-hand set for 260 bucks. pulled the shafts out of them, and I got the guys at um, European Tour to put some shafts into them because they don't make that club anymore and I've only got one more set of heads left and then I've got to, I'm forced to make a change. So, yeah, like, Wade, Wade found those for me and I said, mate, just get him. I'll give the guy the money for him.
0: All yeah. right. So, if there's anyone out there sitting on a, a set,
1: <laughs> get in touch
0: <laughs> with Andy, uh, he can make a bit of money, as you just heard. Yeah. If there's a, if there's a wear mark in the toe or the heel, I don't want him.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, at least, you know, the sender's doing well, though, <laughs> if there's oh. a wear mark in the toe and the heel. <laughs> do,
0: you, do you, What kind of wedges do you play? I uh, use the Vokey wedges. And, and S- how, often S- you- yeah, how often you swap them out? Oh, f-
2: about four or five times a year. Yeah, yeah right. Especially if, okay. we play, if we play a lot of tournaments in Asia, you, you change out even more because of the the composition of the ground is mean, so gravelly and, and it wears the clubs clubs down a lot quicker. Right.
0: Yeah, gotcha. So, we're, so we're working out our clubs at the moment. Mm-hmm. Then, w- what do we do? When do we head up to New York?
2: Well, we're flying up on Sunday. So we'll fly up on Sunday, we'll, we'll grab our, I mean, it's so good, you just fly up there, they pick you up from the airport, they take you over to the Players Hotel, which I'm not going to stay at because it's 270 bucks a night. We're going to go stay at the Sheridan down the road for 118 <laughs> they, uh They give you they give you a Lexus car to drive around all week, free of charge. Um, we'll just do our PCR test on, on Sunday, they shove the thing up your nose and once we've got the, the good to go, well Monday we'll go and play nine holes. Probably play nine holes on Tuesday and play nine holes on Wednesday, and bang we'll be ready to go on Thursday, hopefully.
0: And and for you know for us that don't get to see that side of it, how does that work? You you play nine holes Monday. Do you have to put your name down a certain time? How do you work out who you're playing with? How does that happen?
2: Yeah, generally there's a
0: timesheet
2: that you um, put put your name down on, but. If Sundays you're just there, and if there's if there's say say Cam Smith and Mark Leishen when they're on a two ball, and they go, "Do you want to come join us?" Like, yeah, no worries. Just just walk over and tee it up. As long as there's not three names on the sheet. So I guess I guess normally when you show up to a major, there's a starter on the tee for the practice rounds, and he, he puts on the board. They usually got on the, on the scoreboard what time a player teed off, and and where, what hole they'd be on now, so the crowd can go out and and watch the practice round, but. There's going to be no crowd, so yes. I guess it might work a bit differently.
0: And is there anyone you're looking forward to catching up with? You mentioned Leash and Cam Smith. Like, is there anyone there that you you're looking forward to catching up with mm. next week?
2: I oh, just heaps of guys. Go- uh, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm great friends of everybody, but I know a lot of guys, and it's just nice to say hello. Just say how you going, mate. What's what's been happening? How you been? You know, just just to see guys that you haven't seen for ages, and and obviously I'm I'm there to play golf, so it's not a big it's not like you're there having a big social aspect of it, but it's yeah. still nice to say hello to the guys you haven't seen for a while.
0: And then when do you find out who you're with on the first round and, and what time you've got for Thursday? That's a good question. Um,
2: I'm guessing the draw, they usually do the draw quite early, so maybe Wednesday. They might, they might have the tea times out on, on this coming Wednesday. I'm, once again, I'm, I'm not really up to date with how they, they operate on those things.
0: And and do you is that a big moment for you? Do you t- like who you're playing with? Does that do you take that, you know, seriously? i guess, not seriously, I guess, but is it a big thing who you're playing with in that, that round?
2: Sometimes it is, sometimes most times it isn't. I mean, if you know you're, you're paired with a notoriously slow player who's just gonna be yeah. painful to deal with, then yeah. you've just gotta try and get it into your head that this is gonna be slow, this is gonna be painful and, and just deal with it, you know.
0: Are the majors slower than a than a regular tournament?
2: Only because you're looking for your ball a lot more. <laughs> and no crowd there to look for it. Oh, so. that's going to be – I'll tell you what, it's going to be brutal. I hope they've got some decent
0: Good spotters, spotters out, out there. Oh. Yeah, they're going to have to have a million spotters out there. Um, oh, yeah. Do we have some some shoes ready for next weekend, mate?
2: What have I got? Oh,
0: I've just got the pink and black ones. Those nice. pink ones, was it St Andrews you wore the pink ones with the pink vest? Yeah yeah well, that was those that the black ones with the, with the pink on
2: them but i've actually yeah. got full pink ones as well so i haven't spoke to my man in, in italy about getting new shoes i just got just got just got nice shoes mate nice Tell me about italian. these
0: tell, tell the listeners about these shoes well they're they ramondi, awesome. ramondi ramondi
2: shoes handmade italian classics they're like the old footjoy classic they have got the leather sole and then he puts rubber on them as well so leather and rubber and they're fully handmade leather so he measured my foot, so he just goes, "Do you like this this pair?" I said, yeah, "It's great." He goes, "I'll send them to you." So, you know, I'm here in Florida, and three pairs of shoes show up. Put them on down the range, practice, bang, we're away. It's great. Uh, do,
0: like, do you and Miguel like talk about your shoes? And I don't talk shoes? to Miguel about anything. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, is that? Seven? What is seven hundred and whatever t- tour start?
2: Yeah, you think you'd but... know better after that many starts, wouldn't you? <laughs>
0: But I didn't I didn't mention before about uh, the Olympics. So I just want to mm-hmm. quickly touch base about, you know, representing Australia in the Olympics. Where does that stand, you know, looking back on, on all the things you've accomplished? 2016? Oh, no, it's
2: something nobody can ever ever take that away from you. I mean, you're Australian representative. There's nothing better than representing your country, especially being representative at the Olympics. I mean it's a great honor and it's something that, that that's gonna, you know, being in my memories forever was was unbelievable. With Finchy being the, the the captain of the team and being there with Phrase and then having my brother-in-law caddy for me and then having Jason, Phrase's mate, caddy for him, it was, it was just a great time. We had a great, it was a great effort. It was awesome. Phrase played fantastically. I I had a double par at the Olympics as well, so it was, it's the, uh, been it's been great. <laughs> that was
0: Rio. What did you think of Rio?
2: We didn't go out much, mate, because there's, yeah. They, they advised us because of the security issues to to stay where you were and and just do what you did. So we flew in late, we flew out straight afterwards, and we didn't really do do much of the sightseeing sort of stuff. We didn't have any issues, and it, I, I had a great time. It was it was awesome to go to the to the village and Fraser and I walked into the gym area where all the where, where the athletes were working out. Yeah, and we both yeah, looked yeah. at each other and went, "And oh, no, it's not for us."
0: <laughs> A little bit out of place, mate. Oh,
2: I was. There's there's some specimens, some nature, absolute, yeah, absolute specimens in
0: that in that gym. <laughs> Did you? Um, I mean, they talk about. Do you think golf deserves a spot at the Olympics? Uh,
1: that, you know,
2: it's a tough one because if tennis is there, why shouldn't golf be there? You know, and if and if golf is there, why shouldn't ten-pin bowling be there? Yeah, it's sort of one of those things because. Um, i mean at the time when they first came out and said golf is going to be the olympics i sat there and went well really us guys as professional golfers should we be involved shouldn't it be the top amateurs in the world amateurs yeah doing it It, it, it's a debate it's always current and people arguing about it so i don't think it's ever going to change people are going to keep saying you know this shouldn't be this and this should be that but in saying that i was fortunate enough to be one of the guys that was there Doing it, yeah, and, and, and yeah. I didn't have control over that. Amazing experience.
1: And what's what's plans for the rest of twenty twenty, mate? What's happening for the rest of this year?
0: Oh, well, well,
1: once he wins the U.S. Open, yeah. Oh. That, that'll, change that'll change a few things i
2: already told alls i said i said if i win the us open he'll be the second person i call and then he won't
0: see me for about three months because i will be absolutely <laughs> <tanned."> <laughs> you do a dusty martin and just uh just go miss and leave the car at the MCG for four oh, months or whatever mate, i'll tell you i will i'll be you won't see me i'll be done I'll be, people will
2: be leaving <laughs> messages can we get an interview sorry mate yeah. sorry i can't even <laughs> I'll think it's someone else to read the message on the phone. Yeah. I'll be that that out of it. Just Come on, mate, you'll be it, back. on here in a couple of weeks. It, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I might even go to Vegas and do a Dustin Johnson.
0: That's
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> we we'll yeah. you over there.
0: And so, what does? Yeah, those-
1: uh, yeah, I was just, just going to say what. So, outside of rest of twenty twenty, what what are the aspirations for you? Where do you want to? Where do you want to sort of end, end up in terms of? You know, is Asia, the Asian tool where you where you want to keep going or? Uh, um, I play- US. I want to play Europe.
2: Is I mean, like I, like we said before, way earlier. I've got three years until I'm fifty. Um, yeah. I'd love to play in Europe until I'm well into my fifties, if I'm obviously good enough and producing decent sort of scores. Uh, Asia is always going to be there for me because I'm, I'm second career money list, so I'll get a start. Uh, for the For the remainder of this year, we've got to wait and see what the European Tour does in in, in the schedule. It's quite difficult at the moment because they want to go and play in places, but all these restrictions for COVID and so forth sort of makes it a lot difficult. So we'll just see. We'll just see how it goes. I can I can only do what the European Tour says and 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 see what's happening with that.
0: Yeah, Yeah. awesome, mate. Thank you. Um anything else, Steve? Did you have anything to add or
1: no? I was gonna say there's a bit of housekeeping going on in the background there for you. Hey. (laughs)
0: Stop cleaning.
2: Hey, look, I'll talk to the missus. Hey, if you're going to sweep stuff, go and vacuum as well, will
0: you?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Got some washing in there too. They're white.
0: Well, uh, there's our promo clip, Steve.
1: <laughs> uh, all good, mate. Yeah, I think Nate was going to wrap up in terms of yeah, thank you. Yeah, I can't thank you on. enough oh. for
0: jumping on. I mean, you know, well, a couple of weeks she, out from US Open and, you know, early in morning. In. Sorry,
2: sorry, she's just walked in here with a broom. It looks like when you're right. <laughs> I know you're outside, but these boys are hearing all this. Come on. <laughs> this is professional.
0: <laughs> That's right. There, there's no mucking around here. It's bloody, me bloody <laughs> professional. <laughs> We've got some questions uh, for her in a sec. She could jump on. Uh, <laughs> we we'll are talk about that staff bag you made a carry. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, mate. Thanks. Thanks for coming on. Uh, I was going to say tonight, but you're, you know, morning over there, and we really appreciate it. And, mate, I can't can't wait to see, you know, US Open wing footed. I hope uh, I hope you really come out of the tournament, you know, happy with with how you've played and 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 everything else.
2: Hopefully, no double pause.
0: <laughs> He'll be watching. <laughs> don't worry. I'm sure he will. <laughs> no, yeah. So, th- yeah. Thanks for joining us, uh, Hendy, and and hopefully we can catch up with you in the near future and and have a further chat. My when pleasure. you win, when you come back to you know surfacing after you win the US Open. <laughs> My pleasure, boys. It's been great. Thanks,
1: mate. Thanks Andy. Cheers, Andy. That legend. was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolute legend. Uh, that was really really cool i think we went through a fair bit there and there was a lot to go through it was probably stuff that we we didn't um didn't quite cover off yeah, i'm sure we surface. could probably fill i'm sure we could yeah fill another hour of, of chatting the handy um yeah great plate to chat with mate down down to worth as as all the aussies we've uh, had a good chat with so far on the, on these live chats that's right. I mean, I've even, there was some questions
0: about um, how many swingers dinner parties uh, Hendy's been to, I think Hendy was mentioned in the <laughs> swingers space. So there was a couple of comments in there that uh, we'll have to leave for uh, for another episode. But um, I, I just think it's surreal. Like, I, I love doing this gig at the moment. And, and some of the people we've spoken to are just uh, amazing. And I always, you know, finish and, and think that I've just spoken to a guy that's just about to play in the U.S. Open. It, it's mm. it's quite incredible what he's doing and what he's done in his career, and um, he's a dead set legend. And um, yeah, it was so good getting to chat to him, and you know, down to earth, open. You can ask him anything. There's probably
1: more questions I
0: left off that I'll have to ask him next
1: time. Yep, loved it. It was brilliant. Yeah. Looking forward to getting this out on the podcast and listening to it uh, listen back to it. Love it 100%. Definitely and um and yeah, no that's that's a good good way to wrap it
0: up like you know, obviously if we're going to listen back to it again and you want to listen to the conversation again, which I've done for most of them, this is one of those ones that I I'd, I'd love to listen to just as a listener this time and and take it all in um, because it went really quick. We spoke an hour tonight and yeah, like you said we could have spoken for much longer. Yep. Awesome. Well, I um you know, wrapping up. I hope everyone, all the listeners out there had a great Father's Day. Um, you know, all the all the guys that are on here, all the all the boys. So, um yeah, wrapping up. Make sure that we'll we'll do our podcast tomorrow night. We're going to do that because we've obviously got the delayed start with the the um the tour yeah. championship finishing on a on a Tuesday morning for us. So, so we'll do that tomorrow night. Wrap everything up.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that's going to have an exciting finish tomorrow. I mean, DJ's sort of taking it out again. Well, I hope it has an exciting his, finish. His, his gap on the, on the field is obviously still there, but I, I think there's some players within within a few shots of him. So, yeah, looking forward to, um, to getting stuck into that tomorrow morning when it comes on. Yeah, and plenty of exciting news all around all around that we've got to talk about and obviously corn
0: Ferry, another Aussie winner, which is uh, great. So we'll explore that um, and and much more. We're going to talk about music on the golf course and, you know, if it has a place and there's a few other controversial things we'll, we'll talk to as well. So um, thanks for joining us tonight or if you're listening on our podcast, um, make sure to subscribe and, and stay tuned to all our upcoming and, and we'll announce who our, our next interviewee is uh, quite soon. Sounds good. Cheers. Too good. All right, guys. Uh, we'll hopefully see you next Tuesday or Monday or Sunday, or we'll work it out and let you know. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Cheers, guys. We're three golf tragics. We're, we're weekend packers, and we love to go to golf. And I, I think oh, that, I showed that... you guys that on the weekend. Yes, 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 <laughs> you did. We'll, we'll get to that shortly. I just. <laughs>